listening to Walking with the Chosen. I'm your host, Shay Keith. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 7, called Invitations. Now, to this time, as I start talking about the show, I decided I wanted to try something a little bit different and just share a little bit less information. I realized last week when I was doing my editing that I am recording my show. It takes me almost as long to talk about the show as the show takes to watch. And that was never my intention when I started recording this podcast. I thought I wanted to share more of the highlights of the show just to kind of keep it fresh in our memories and maybe to share some viewpoints of mine that I get when I see each episode. So I thought maybe I would try to take a little bit different approach this time when I do my recording. And we'll just see how it goes. If you notice a difference and you like it better, I hope you let me know. Or if you don't like it as well, I also hope you let me know. It's really hard sometimes when you're, (laughs) it's kind of like praying when you pray to God and you don't know if he's listening because you don't hear him. That's how it feels when you do a podcast. You, You record these episodes, you take your best shot, and you hope people are listening. And according to my download numbers, people are at least downloading the show But you don't really know what people think because most people never talk to you. It's a one-way street. (laughs) I put information out there and sometimes people will respond. So I'm hoping that if you like or dislike how the format is, that you let me know and give me anything you would think would make it better. Because I really want this show to be something that people come to listen to when the episodes of The Chosen aren't out. We are currently waiting on season four. And if you're like me, it's like, it's a very long wait until season four comes out. If they do like they did on season three, maybe by November, we'll actually get to see something. Who knows? But that's why I created this show is I wanted to be able to keep talking about The Chosen when they weren't producing episodes. And I really want to share transformational stories. But first, I wanted to go through each episode and just share kind of a recap and share what I thought of each episode or anything I felt was important. So on this particular episode, I'm going to try to keep it a little bit more abbreviated and not talk as long. I don't know if it's possible to hear it in my voice, but I <laughs> I was so sick last week with a cough. You have no idea. I could barely talk Friday. It was really bad. Wednesday was my worst day, which was I recorded my episode on Tuesday. I had a fever when I was recording that. And Wednesday, I just, I had to not even work that day. I just took the whole day off and rested. And then I my voice has been slowly coming back. But I can hear it. You know how you can always hear your voice. It sounds different to everybody else. But I can hear the scratchiness. So I know that it's not as good and my nose is still stopped up and all that great stuff. But the show must go on and I have to talk about The Chosen because I love it. And I just finished watching this episode right before I recorded this because I like to always have it fresh in my mind. But I have to take some notes, otherwise I'll forget all the details of what happened. So let me try to recap the story in a shorter form this time. The show begins with Moses and Joshua. So Old Testament stuff here. And Joshua is really worried about people dying in the desert from serpents. They have made God angry because they are complaining about the manna that he delivers to them. And God sends them snakes. And then 
Moses is told by God what to do to save people, but Joshua is doubting. He doesn't understand what Moses is doing. And you see Moses pounding away on something. And then at the very end, you see that he has created this bronze serpent that he's put on a cross. And he says that when it's held up and people just view it and they believe in Adonai's healing power, they will be saved and they will, they'll be healed of all their sickness from the serpents and they can move on out of that area of the desert. I really, it really stood out to me when I saw that because it made me realize that you just have to have faith. You just have to believe in what God is telling you. And God told Moses, I'm going to give you this so that you can look upon it and believe. And that ties into later in this episode of The Chosen. Once the show gets going, after we have the initial credits, we see Quintus confronting Nicodemus. He wants answers. He wants to know who this Jesus guy is. Is he going to start causing problems? Because preachers sometimes turn into politicians and they wreak havoc on Rome. But we see that Nicodemus doesn't want to say a whole lot. He's kind of keeping his mouth quiet. His wife is quietly standing behind him and observing. And when Quintus walks away, she says, you're partial towards this preacher. She can tell there's something there, but he doesn't even tell her what's on his heart or what's in his mind. He just wants to meet with Jesus. And we saw in the last episode that he had asked Mary if he could have an opportunity to talk to Jesus at his choosing. So then we see John and Jesus out in a field discussing the importance of what Jesus is supposed to do. And he says, I'm here just to serve my father. I'm here to do my father's will and not stay in one place. And he's happy to keep moving along. When Mary comes over, she approaches Jesus and she apologizes for disrupting his teaching the day before. And he says, you're apologizing because a man finally gets to walk on his own two legs. And she smiles and she knows that, yeah, that's a great thing. Why, why would you apologize for allowing something like that to happen, right? But she just feels bad that it was disrupted. And I, these are things I picked up when I watched the episode this time, because one of the things that she said was, I just felt bad they disrupted you. And he said, who says we were disrupted? It's like, who says that this was cut short just because the Pharisees ran in? Maybe that's all I had to say. You know, he doesn't come out and say it in those words, but that's how I interpret it. It's like, maybe... Things work out the way God plans them to. And we just have to accept how things fall. And in this case, he was he was done. It was time for him to move on. He did the healing and then they left. And that's probably what was needed for people to witness one of Jesus's signs and miracles. But then she says, I have somebody that wants to meet you. He's a Pharisee. And she says, I trust him. I think he's earnest. And Jesus says, okay, well, let's plan this out. Let's meet. And then he starts to walk away and she goes, well, where are you going? And he goes, I have to think and pray. And this was something that I picked up this past week when I was doing my own Bible research and my little study apps that I use on my phone. That's one of the things that Jesus did a lot was he walked away to pray. He needed quiet and he needed to pray. And when you realize how often Jesus prayed to his own father, it makes you wonder, do we pray nearly enough? Do we do enough on our own? And I know that that is something I'm working on this year. I'm trying to pray a lot more often, not as a burden or something I have to do, but something I want to do. I want to see God 
I want to see him work. I want to see him be glorified. And I feel that praying and especially praying with others on so many important needs of people that I'm aware of, it's it's just amazing to watch God work. And you never know who's watching God work that's going to help pull them to God. And not to get too far off tangent from the chosen here, but I really feel like it's important right now in this day and age that we are getting closer to God because the more I study about revelations and understand what's happening, and then I look around the world and I see what's going on in our world, I'm really questioning, like, are we <laughs> are we getting close? Is this leading up to something, God? Are we heading to that path where you're going to come back and we need to be ready? So I just feel now that I have more urgency to find people and pull them in to Jesus. And that's kind of what Mary's doing here. She's she, you know, somebody is reaching out to her and she's helping to pull him in to Jesus. And of course, Jesus is willing to accept to talk to Nicodemus. And then we see that Matthew goes to visit his mother and he's questioning everything he's seen. He's watched Jesus do this miracle and he's been, well, he's seen a couple miracles now. He's seen him with the fish and now he's seen him heal that paralytic and he's heard him speak and hit the gears and Matthew's brain are turning. And who else does he have to talk to? He doesn't have any friends. He's kind of a lonely person. So he goes back to his family's home to see his mother. And you can tell that he tries to call her Ema and then quickly changes and calls her by her name. And it's just because his family has considered him an outcast because he's a tax collector. But here he is trying to talk to somebody and he and he's frustrated and he's trying to talk to her and he even throws out like, you know, how, how do you feel about miracles? And, and then she's like, I think it's time for you to go. So he never really had a chance to talk wholeheartedly because I don't think she was trusting his motives and why he was there. And then finally, we see Jesus with Nicodemus. Simon was there at first, and he was cautious about all this. He wants to go protect Jesus. And Jesus is like, no, this is good. Don't worry about it. You stay here and take care of your wife and your mother-in-law. And Jesus goes and meets with Nicodemus up on a roof. And it's interesting because while he's up there, you hear the sound of the wind just breezing through. And it's quiet. And they're having this quiet conversation, not talking too loudly. And Nicodemus just has some serious questions. He knows that Jesus is the one that saved Mary from the demons. And he makes the comment that I knew only God himself could save that woman. And yet she was saved and you did it. And I think the more he talks to Jesus, the more that light bulb gets a little brighter. You know, at first, maybe it's it's dim. He's he's thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe this could be be the Messiah, maybe. And then the more he talks to Jesus and Jesus starts explaining things to him, I think that light bulb gets a little brighter and a little brighter. And Jesus even made a comment to him when he first showed up on the roof about how our eyes are naturally drawn to light. We can't help that. And I thought that's fitting because Nicodemus is drawn to the light. He's drawn to Jesus. So they have this conversation and he wants to know what does it mean to be born, uh, to be born again? And Jesus is like, Oh, Israel, you know, if you don't understand these earthly things, how will you ever understand heavenly things? And Nicodemus is just like, I'm trying. I'm really trying. You know, I can't go back into my mother. She's not even alive anymore. And Jesus is like, no, what's, what's flesh is flesh, but what's spirit is spirit. And that's what needs to be born again is the spirit. And I think Nicodemus is, he's 
so interested in Jesus. And I think he probably could have spoke to him all night up on that roof, just asking so many questions. I mean, wouldn't we all? If you know you're talking to the son of God and he's right in front of you, how how quickly would you want that conversation to end? And every time I watch this, it just, oh, especially when he gets to that famous line from John 3.16, it just floors me. My heart just cracks wide open and I just start crying. I can't hold back the tears because it means so much to me to know that God has sent his only son for us. And I think when Nicodemus hears that, he recognizes what that means as well. So as they're standing up, getting ready to leave, Nicodemus is looking at him and he says, is the kingdom of God like really coming? And Jesus says, well, what do you think? What do you feel? And he's like, I'm filled with all kinds of thoughts and wonder. And then he realizes that he's standing on holy ground or holy roof. And finally, he goes and kneels down on the roof and grabs Jesus' hand. And Jesus says, what are you doing? And I never caught this before, but because I had the captions turned on, I realized that Nicodemus actually is quoting a Bible verse right here. Nicodemus grabs his hand and he says, kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way for his wrath is quickly kindled. And then when he stands up, as Jesus helps him up, Jesus replies with blessed are all who take refuge in him. And then they hug each other. Oh boy, there comes the floodgates. Now I'm really crying watching this scene. Can you imagine having the opportunity to honestly get to hug Jesus in person. I can't even imagine how amazing that must feel. And even in that episode, Nicodemus may not have even 100% got it. I mean, I think he did. I think he knows that's God. I think he knows that this is God's son and he's hugging him. But, you know, he's a Pharisee. Does he choose to follow Jesus? Jesus asks him to, but Nicodemus knows he's going to have to give up a lot. He's older. He's married. He has a family. He's going to be traveling the world by foot. I mean, is that is that going to be very comfortable for him? Is he really willing to give up everything to follow Jesus? We'll have to wait till the next episode to find out what happens there. But I just think this is such a beautiful episode. I mean, yes, I love all the episodes and I say that all the time. But this one, I just love that scene where they're up there on the roof discussing What does it mean to be born again? Because for many years in my own life, I did not understand what that term meant to be born again. And recently when I had shared with somebody, we were talking about what it means to be born again, because he heard that I was, and he's like, whoa, wait a minute. That's like a whole new level of Christianity. And I'm like, well, is it? It just means I follow Jesus. I don't know what he thought born again means, But for me, it just means I follow Jesus now and I try to do as he says how to live according to what's in the Bible and exactly what he says. (laughs) And that is not easy. Let me tell you, if you're a follower of Jesus, you know what I mean. Everything that's in the Bible is some of the hardest things to do for being human. And thank goodness, God is gracious and he forgives our sins anyway. The show ends with Jesus calling out to Matthew to follow him. And Gaius tries to stop Matthew. What are you doing? Don't follow him. You're giving up everything. And Matthew hands back his ring and the key. And he's like, yep. 
And as they walk away, of course, Simon is trying to convince Jesus, you can't bring him. Do you know who he is? He's a tax collector. And Jesus tells him to get used to different. And as they walk away, he says, we're going to a party. And Matthew's like, well, I don't get invited to parties. And Jesus says, well, this is different. You're the host. (laughs) So they're heading off to Matthew's house for the final episode of season one. And I can't wait to bring that one to you next week. Uh, even, I don't know, maybe it's an even better episode. That one is all about the woman at the well. And I just love this story, everything about that episode. And I will just give you a little bit of a glimpse. It's the episode that changed my life on October 31st, when there was a scene from that episode that flashed through my mind and it saved me. But you'll have to find out until a couple more weeks. I'll bring that up after we go through next episode. But that is all I wanted to cover tonight. I'm keeping it a little bit shorter and sweeter, not as many details. What do you think of that? Do you like the fact that I didn't give you as many details and I did more of a high-level overview of the show? Would you like to hear more? Try to tie in all that history of what was going on at that time. I would like to know how you feel. You can send me an email at shay, S-H-E-Y, at walkingwiththechosen.com. That's my email address. Or you can go to the website, walkingwiththechosen.com and leave me a voice message right there, up to two minutes if you like. You can also find me now on Instagram, walkingwiththechosen underscore podcast. I don't have a lot out there yet. I need to work on adding my social media images, but I am meeting people and starting some connections there, which is so cool because some of these people are going to be on future episodes of the podcast. And I can't wait to bring one of these. Oh, her name is Priscilla and she's got a story. She's going to blow me away and she's going to blow you away too. You're just going to have your face melt right off all because of the chosen and how it impacted her life. And I cannot wait to interview her here in a couple of weeks. And I would love to interview you if this show has changed your life. I want to hear from you. Leave me a message. Send me an email. Join my join the Instagram um, and find me there. You can find me on Facebook. We have a Facebook group out there also. So lots of ways that we can get in touch and let me know what your story is so that we can share it with people. We know that this show is transforming lives and we need to be the, the mouth of Jesus. We need to share how amazing this show is. And we know, I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to me, you've probably had some sort of life transformation because of the show, or you're sharing it with other people because you're hoping they have some sort of life transformation. Hundreds of people every single day write into the show to say that this show has impacted their lives. So let's help find other people that can have their lives impacted like we have. So that's all I have for today's episode. I've tried to keep it short and sweet. I hope you like the shorter format. Again, let me know if you like it, what your thoughts are. One more episode to go, and then we'll be doing some transformational stories. Until next time, keep walking with the chosen. Mm-hmm.